Hey, welcome home, everybody. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and you are watching Legacy Television. We're thankful that you tuned into the broadcast today. Several weeks ago, we began a new series of messages. And if you've missed any of those leading up to this, let me encourage you to go and download the Legacy Studios app. It's free, and from this app, you can get caught up on all our past broadcasts, get into the Word of God with us. That's what this whole thing is about, is getting our eyes on Jesus, letting the Word of God reveal Him to us like never before. And we believe as you do that, your eyes are going to come open and you're going to be strengthened in your faith, strengthened in your walk with the Lord, and encouraged to live your life big for Him. You know, the Word of God in the Bible is not just any ordinary book. It, right. is an, it is alive with power and with life. And um, sometimes I think, where would we be without the Word that we've heard? And, um, you know, I heard someone say once that the quality of Word that you hear will determine the quality of life that you live. Right. And isn't that so true? Um, it, it, it matters how much we value the Word of God. Right. And so today, let's just pray and get right into the Word. Father, we love you today. You, we set our eyes on Jesus, who is the Word made flesh. We set our Thank eyes you, on Father. you and what you have for us, not on everything, any distractions. We lay them aside, any weights, any hindrances. We set it aside and we focus in on you and we focus in on your plan for our lives and we receive it today with an open heart and open ears. And um, thank you for working in us, moving in us. Let your Word move us today in Jesus, Jesus name. name. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Amen. Listen, don't go anywhere after this broadcast. Sarah and I will be back at the end to pray with you. Jesus said, you're a fool if you lay up treasure for yourself without being rich towards God. Now we're getting into how you measure life. Life can be measured. Are you ready? In the richness of your relationship with him. You can measure life with that. Regardless of what you presently have or don't have, you can measure life with the richness of your relationship with God. When the goal is not just treasure here, but it's this treasure of a relationship with Him. Lord, quicken this to me yesterday. I went back and read this whole thing in Matthew 6, and for the first time, maybe in my life, these words stood out to me in a way they'd never had before. And Jesus said, don't lay up treasure for yourself here on earth where moth and rust does destroy, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Why don't you say those words? Treasures in heaven. Say it again. Treasures in heaven. Can I tell you something? Our heavenly treasure is nowhere near real enough to us. Not yet. It's not real enough to us yet. Why? There's one reason I believe it's not real enough to you. You ready? Because you can't see it. But you go back to where we started today and you got two sides of the same scale. On one side you've got light and on the other side you've got weighty. In those same verses, what did he say? He said, uh, we don't look at the things that are seen. If it's seen, it's light. If you can see it, it's momentary. It's light. If it's unseen, it's eternal and it's weighty. Our heavenly treasure, this is what the Lord started stirring in me yesterday. This is new to me, so let's experience this together. You ready? Our heavenly treasure, far outweighs, far outweighs whatever treasure we could possibly lay up here on the earth. 
Our heavenly treasure is so weighty. Our heavenly treasure is so rich, and it begins in the richness of our relationship with God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's begin to try to find a place here to close. Mark chapter 10. Let me show you this. Again, in the ministry of Jesus. Again, Jesus corrected that way of thinking, measuring life the wrong way, and He said, here, this will fix it. Seek the kingdom. Seek the kingdom. And seek it first. Why don't people spend time seeking? Because it's just that. It's time. They think they they don't have any. And most people would rather save money and spend time. But that's wrong. I would rather spend money to save time. I want to be a time millionaire. I want to be rich with time. What's that mean? It means I get to do only what I see my father do. Not obligated Anywhere else, not in debt with my time to others and other things that he didn't have me involved in. I want to be a time millionaire. I don't even really know what all that means. So you think about it. You come up with something, let me know. But I just, it just seems right to me. I want to be rich with time. So I can say, Lord, you want me there? I'm there. You need me here? I'm here. You want me saying this? I'll say it. And I would spend money to get myself into that position. Are you with me? Seek first the kingdom. Let me tell you the story before we read Mark 10. Almost five years ago now, Sarah and I, we were on staff with my grandparents in their ministry. We had served my parents in the church and then there was a time where we transitioned over to the outreach side of Kenneth Copeland Ministries and traveled and as a representative of them. And in, that, in the course of time, the Lord really began to deal with Sarah and I and put something in our hearts about having our own ministry, which I'll be honest with you, when we first started thinking it, I didn't even know if I was allowed to say that out loud. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just, I just figured this is my place. This is where I'll be forever. But I know the Lord began dealing with us about it. So time went on. We sat down with my grandparents and submitted that to them. We say, this is what we believe the Lord's saying to us. How does it seem to you? And they said, this seems good. It seems God. They prayed over us. They launched us out. That was almost five years ago. And right about that time, the Lord began dealing with us and put a hunger in us to have a place for our ministry. We were operating out of our living room and um, we would have our entire staff come to our house. So the three of us and we, uh, uh, we just had a hunger and a desire for our ministry to have a place. And we spent a lot of time looking A lot of time, I believe, at the direction of the Lord looking, and a lot of time looking at things we showed ourselves. There was a point, I don't really know when it was, but I just know it happened. There was a point in the process of looking for land, looking for a building, looking for a place to call home, that we took that upon ourselves and started seeking a building instead of seeking God even though it was good to have a building. And even though we knew God wanted us to, we gave it more weight than He did. 
And I know it happened because I started exchanging my joy for wanting a building. I started paying in peace. Somebody help me. What weighs more, a building or peace? peace. What weighs more, a building or joy? joy? See, I was giving too much weight to it. And we looked for four years or more. And uh, we were getting really close to signing a lease on a place. And, um, you know, we thought, well, this may do for now. But in the course of this, the Lord had really dealt with us and told us what the next step was for our ministry. And his words were this, begin taking steps towards television. Okay. And the place we had found, we thought, well, I think maybe we could do TV here. We could just get it and see if it worked. But something wasn't settling right with that. And it wasn't until several things happened. Number one, I went before Sarah and our staff, which had grown to like four, and, and the Lord and said, I repent. I repent for giving too much weight to this building. I repent for giving too much weight to this search. Folks, I was online night and day. I know nobody in here has ever done that, but I was online looking and searching. Of course, you've never looked for a car or a house or clothes or anything like that, but I did. I did that. And I was online. I was online when I should have been sleeping. I was online when I should have been praying. I was online when I should have been reading. And I was looking and looking and looking and looking. And I found this one site that would show you all a, a bunch of listings, but if you wanted to see the premium listings, you had to pay a one-time fee of $80. And I thought, well, I need the premium listings. So I get my credit card out. What am I doing now? I'm spending my money. I'm giving weight to something that he didn't tell me give weight to. And I'm looking and I'm looking and I'm looking. And then finally just went before the Lord, like I said, and Sarah and our staff and said, my days of searching are over. I'm going to let resting in Jesus bring this building to us. And we just made a decision to rest. Can I tell you, it was not but a matter of days right around that, that I get a phone call from a partner of ours. He says, hey, what's going on with you guys? I believe in God for a building. What do you need a building for? I said, well, I believe he's told us to take steps towards television. Hey, have you thought about calling this other guy? Guy I knew used to work for my grandparents in the TV ministry who had buildings, had a TV studio. I thought, well, no, I hadn't really thought about that. He said, well, I think you should call him. Call this guy. Hey, man, how you doing? Hadn't talked in years. And, he, and I said, hey, listen, I'm just curious. What's going on with your place? He said, this is so crazy that you're calling me because just this week, my wife and I have thought for the first time ever that it might be time to sell this because they're changing their business and all that. I thought, well, we, we, should, we should meet. In the midst of that, Sarah and I, for years, had been searching, searching our hearts and asking, Lord, how are we going to know when this is you? How are we going to know that we found our place? And the only thing we knew was that when we were in my grandfather's services, it happened more than once, more than twice, probably more than three times, he would begin telling the story about how they got their ministry property. And he would come, and it's like he'd just come and stand right in front of us and tell the story about how he had seen this property and the Lord told him, that's it. 
You go and tell the old man that owns it, the Lord has need of this property. So he went and he went and told Mr. Pruitt about how the Lord has need of this property. And Mr. Pruitt, an elderly gentleman, sat there in his chair and said, well, it's for sale. <laughs> and Papa would say, well, we don't borrow money. And they would sit there. And Papa said they would sit there for 10, 15 minutes in complete silence. Nothing but the ticking clock. <laughs> and old Mr. Pruitt would say, come back and see me. Papa would come back, have the exact same conversation again, sit there in silence. Mr. Pruitt would say, come back and see me. And this would happen two, three, maybe four times until finally Mr. Pruitt looked at him and said, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to divide my property into four sections. Now, if you don't have a problem with leasing, you can lease from me one section at a time. And when you've paid out the lease, I'll just deed you that section of the property. Papa said, that sounds good. And Mr. Pruitt said, now here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the fourth section of this property. And man, every time he would preach that, Sarah and I would just be <laughs> going off saying, that's it. That's how we'll know. We'll have favor on it. Just like that. And so we went out and met with this couple who owned these buildings, and one of, and one of which was a TV studio. And they said, we don't even really know what we want to do here. We just, let's just talk. Let's just pray. So we did, and we said, well, let's get together again. We got together again, and they had sought the Lord, and they put out in front of me and Sarah all these different options of things we could do to be on this property. But when we got to the last one, this is what they said to us. You ready? They said, Jeremy, Sarah, we believe this property is yours. We believe the Lord wants you to have it. Here's what we want to do. We want to divide it into four sections. <laughs> And if you want to lease from us a section at a time, if, if you would do that, then we'll just deed you that section of the property when the lease is out. There'll be no loan. They said, but here's what the Lord laid on our heart. We want to give you this fourth section of the property. Sarah and I, big tears began to fill our eyes. And they looked at us like, what's wrong with you? And we said, don't you know Papa's story? We told him the whole story that I just told you. And he said, I worked for that man for so many years and I have never heard that story. Wow. Look what happens when Jesus becomes your treasure. And not a building, not a piece of property. See, Papa and Mimi, they have that beautiful property. And some of you know that there's, a, there's an airport right there, right on the property. Can I tell you something? Our new place is on an airport. <laughs> We're right on an airport. We're right on an airport. And the Lord enabled us to pay cash for the first section of the property. We own it. We're right. We're on it. We own it. Look, now I want you to see this. I've gone too long. Let me, let me begin to wrap this up. I want you to see this. This is what resting in Jesus. This is what seeking God instead of seeking stuff will do. He'll add it to you. The building we're in, folks, it wasn't for sale. I could have looked online day and night. I could have paid $800 for all the premium listings, and it never would have been there. It wasn't for sale. Yeah. Yeah. But he added it to me the moment I gave weight to just fellowshipping with him. Praise God. One day in the life of Jesus, he was walking along in a a rich young ruler came running to him and said, good teacher, what good thing must I do? Can you hear that? Yeah. What do I got to do? 
What do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus talked to him about the commandments. And he said, I've done all that. And notice this. You've heard this before. Jesus looked to him. This is in Mark chapter 10. And it said, Jesus looked at him and loved him. He loved him. And out of that love for this young man, he extended to him an invitation that he did not extend to very many people. He said, here's what you do. Go sell what you have and give to the poor. And follow me. Follow me. Now, before you go and make doctrine for every rich person that that's what they're supposed to do, that's not what every person is supposed to do. There were times when his disciples said that what was given to him should have been sold, and Jesus said, no, it should not have. It's about hearing him right then. And that man went away sorrowful. Why? Because in that moment, Jesus put in front of him a scale. And on one side... Jesus put a personal invitation to come and be an eyewitness of a ministry that would change all of eternity, past, present, and future. To be an eyewitness to miracles. To be a witness to the words of life being spoken. And Jesus put that on one side of the scale. And on the other side, that guy put all his money. And because his scale was unjust, he walked away sorrowful. Missed it. Missed it. But that's why Jesus said just a few verses later, He said, nobody has left house and home and, and family and stuff, watch this, for my sake and the gospel's. Oh, come on, that's the kingdom. That's what we give weight to. For your sake, Jesus, and the gospels. I spend for your sake and the gospels. I give for your sake and the gospels. I married that woman for Jesus' sake and the gospels. Every decision in your life, let it be for Jesus' sake and the gospels. Give weight to that. Give weight to the kingdom. Give weight to his assignment on your life. In contrast to that man, Jesus told a parable about another man who was working in a field and found a treasure out there. And for joy over it, he said, went and sold everything he had and bought a field. He buried that treasure in the field, went and sold everything he had and bought a field. Can you imagine, ladies, if your husband comes home tomorrow in a panic, in a rush and says, get it all together. It's all got to go. We got to sell everything right now. It's, 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 we're not keeping anything. Clothes got to go. Dishes got to go. Cars got to go. We need all these kids. Where's your, your mother's got It's all got to go. And finally, she gets him to settle down and says, what, what, what? He says, okay, we're buying a field. <laughs> and she says, you are the crazy man my mama warned me about. And he takes her out there to look at that field. And he's standing there. It's him and his wife and her mom. She just always seems to be there. And they're looking at that field and it's just kind of a dry patch of grass and some rocks and maybe an old dead tree out there. And he's just so excited. He's so stirred up. It's my field. And everybody else walking past so this man is crazy. He sold, he sold everything he had for this stupid piece of grass. He sold everything he had for that old dead tree out there. Why? Because they're all looking at what is seen. But Jesus said, this man found treasure that was hidden. What is hidden? Unseen. 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 
and for joy over it, sold everything he had. And Jesus said, that's the kingdom of heaven. And I love how the, the part of the man in the field is both you and God. Because that's what he did for you. Yeah. Gave everything he had to buy you. So when you stand there looking in the mirror, like so many people looking at that field going, I don't like this and I'm too that and I'm too that, this, not enough that. God says, no, you're more valuable to me than you know. And you think, how can you say that, God? Because he's looking at the treasure that's buried in you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 